place to play. Pokemon! Pokemon? Pokemon with the pokey and the man in the thing where the guy comes out of the thing and he wants to fall out of Zara. everyone welcome to the 135th episode of the pokemon podcast my name is sbj that was really weird because i didn't say what's up everyone what's up everyone yeah try to mix it up didn't work that well don't like it i'll try a different intro next week uh, my name is sbj i am the host and creator of it's super effective and with me today i have will i am the host and creator of nothing dun 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 the suspense I like how it's uh, the show has just whittled down to you and I. It's it's just a, a, a relaxing reprieve from the ignorance of folks like Travis and Kenny, <laughs> who just give out bad information, bad advice, and wrongness. Yeah, it's like they think they know how to competitive battle and stuff, and <laughs> and we don't do anything. I don't even know what Pokemon is. Uh, I have been a competitive battler, uh, and if you're not using Wishcash on your team, you you don't know what you're doing. You're just <laughs> out there to get creamed. Yeah, the reason we don't give competitive advice anymore is because we don't want you guys to have hurt feelings when you get tromped by people who uh, who use like Pokegen. Yeah. yeah, we don't. You don't want that. Just play casually. Just catch Bidoofs all day, and you will be you will be the happiest Pokemon trainer in the world just by catching Bidoofs. You know, I, this, I, I that is so true. People get so worked up by the competitiveness, but you know there is something special about having a little Bidoof in your Pokemon Me, and you pat its head, and it makes little hearts at you, and you play you know the tile matching game and the catch the fruit <laughs> game and the bounce the balls of yarn game, and it's like bliss. It's it's, it's certainly better than Flappy Bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got a Bidoof, not some ugly looking bird that's just gonna fall on his face. Flappy Bird. I'm better than Flappy Pidgey. You know what else we don't do here at Pokemon Podcast? Super effective, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever the show is. Yeah. What do we do here? Uh, we don't eat a lot of gluten. <laughs> We're really cutting the gluten out of our diets. So, Can, you know, I know. Pokemon ability, like gluttony? Something? Well, it's spelled differently. But think of it the same thing. They're both bad. Gluttony is bad. Gluten, not so good for you. Gluten and cheese? There's no gluten in cheese. There's right. rennet in cheese. That's ball right there. Vegans don't eat. Gluten is a, uh, is a protein that comes from wheat, barley, and rye. Wheat, barley, and rye. The yeah. uh, three things in life I eat. Well, if you're drinking beer, uh, eating bread... And having beef barley soup. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's opposite of my life. Yeah. Uh, you don't eat a lot of bread, do you? No, 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 no. No, yeah. well, I, ha I started. I, I eat peanut butter toast every morning. 
Well, maybe we'll need you to have some gluten-free peanut butter toast. Oh, maybe. I have Jif. Jif peanut butter? That's all right? Yeah, peanut butter is awesome. Peanut butter is top of the list. It is, you know, good good fats, good protein, not too many carbs. But we're not we're not talking about carbs this week. We're just saying cut back on the gluten, folks. Peanut butter could be a very good nickname for Badoof. Just putting it out there. Yeah. There you guys go. Hey, you see, everyone thinks we get so off topic, but we always bring it back. We always bring it back. Peanut butter. I want to see... I want to see somebody tweet a picture of a Bidoof with the nickname Peanut Butter. <laughs> tweet it at Pokemon Podcast, and we will retweet it for you and favorite it. To thousands of people. That's right. That's the only thing we have to offer is your retweets. Uh, with that being said, let's jump into some news. The first bit of news, which we forgot to cover last week, was the official Kalos Pokedex Hardcover. Is it hardcover? I think so. The last one was. Well, I got mine in softcover. Uh, well, possibly hardcover, definitely softcover, uh, has been released to the public. And since Will has it, he's going to tell you how fancy it is. Well, it's so fancy that I managed to take it out of the envelope from Amazon and unwrap the plastic. And that's as far as I've gotten. I don't want to crinkle a single page. <laughs> I haven't looked inside. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you buy like two? Because uh, I'm not rich like you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> These books break the bank. Uh, does it even have all, all 700 some Pokemon? It does not. It only has Kalos Pokemon in it. That must be a thin book. Uh, no, actually, it's super thick because you got to remember, it's not just Pokedex. It's Pokedex and p- post-game guide. So it's a guide for what to do after you've defeated the Elite Four. Or Elite Seven, however many there are anymore these Elite days. <laughs> Elite 22. Um, and so it'll have things in there. It, it Actually, they do extensive writing on Pokemon breeding and, and breeding for IVs and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, come on, the, the Kalos Pokedex is like 450 something Pokemon in it. So that's quite a few. Oh, right, right, right. I thought before you said just Kalos Pokemon and I was like, oh, just 69 Pokemon. That's all you're getting. But that makes more sense. Yeah. And then it has like the Looker Bureau, no spoilers business. And, uh, and uh, probably, I, I haven't looked, I, I know it has the Looker Bureau stuff. I don't know if it has the stuff about the legendary birds. But you wouldn't need to read it for that since I gave such an awesome tip last week. That's right. But somebody was complaining that uh, that they, you know, that it wasn't a full 718 Pokedex. But, you know, honestly, that would just be too huge. 718? Yeah. Speaking of Pokedexes. And books. That was a good segue here. Uh, I got this uh, a Field Guide to Kanto by Kari Fry. Or Kari Fry. I'm pretty sure it's Kari Fry, though. And uh, I, I've had it for about two weeks. I didn't want to talk about it because it was sold out. But she was nice enough to send me this. Do you know, do you know about this, Will? I read about it or I saw it somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for our listeners, uh, like I said, the, the book's called Field Guide to Kanto. It's uh, not affiliated with Pokemon at all. It's kind of like what, what I do with merch. It's, uh, it's just fan-made stuff. 
but it's available on fangamer.com. And if you if you like Pokemon, you probably would be listening to our show and you would probably want to pick up this book. It's uh they're all uh like hand drawn illustrations of uh the first 151 Pokemon. Uh, I'll just read the back, it'll kind of explain it better. It has 77 color palettes with illustrations from all 151 of the Kanto species. It has general appearance, habitat, geographical range, behavior, evolutions, and types listed for each species. Even has fairy type. Uh, guide to strength and weakness based on type. And a fully illustrated map of the Kanto region. Um, and it's, uh, it is high quality. It comes in both hardcover and softcover. I can confirm that. And uh, like I said, it's available on fangamer.com. Uh, it's definitely worth worth the uh, the price of admission. It's it's really really well done. It's uh, how many pages here? 156 pages, uh, full color. Uh, all the Pokemon. I mean, it's not going to tell you like moves or anything, but it has like appearance, habitat, behavior, range. Uh, it has a. It came out right before Christmas of last year, so like I said, it has fairy. It has uh, pretty much everything up to date, but it is worth a purchase. I don't know if I know they just restocked it. That's why I'm talking about it now because I didn't want to tell you guys when they were out of stock. Yeah, when they couldn't, when people couldn't get it, right? Because then you would probably forget. But uh, they should have them back in stock at Fan Gamer, which also carries like Animal Crossing stuff and Halo stuff and whatever else video game related. They do a lot of Pokemon stuff too. So uh, you should support her because she's an awesome artist and she did artwork. She did the uh, what artwork was it? It's the it's the shirts. That have, like, three Pokemon and, like, say, like, Thundercats, and then there's three Electric, and then it says, like, Hydro Pumpers, then it has, like, Water Pokemon. Um, I haven't seen those. They're all over Tumblr. And I know... I know Tumblr. You know, uh, she also does a lot of stuff for the Yeti.com. It's, like, uh, Yeti, the the uh, real animal. Uh, T, like a t-shirt. Um... Yeti. The real animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Yeti, the real animal. Uh, she does shirts for them, too, so they're all really cool. Uh, so that's uh, kind of like a little plug for, for that. Not that I was plugging it, but it's awesome, so I am plugging it. So there you go. So it's it's just a nice book of consistent art for all of the Kanto Pokemon? Yes. That's Is, is it done where it's like numbered illustrations and stuff like that? Uh, kinda. Uh, the Pokemon are kind of they kind of look realistic a little bit. Like, I like Chansey doesn't look like Chansey from the game. It looks like uh, Animal on Animal Crossing. The Doctor. The Doctor. He like gives you your emoticons. He oh, always- but he's supposed to be a like a salamander. He's not a an egg dude. Uh, yeah. Well. He's yeah. more of like a mudkip would be. I forget. He is. A, he's based off a certain type of animal, but Chansey looks a little like that. Doesn't okay, look, that's just weird. Yeah, and I'll, <laughs> it's not. It's not bad looking. I just did a poor job of explaining it. Are they are they photorealistic or are they? Can you tell that they're drawings? You can tell they're drawings. Okay, I think, I'm thinking like of. Uh, I have the. Um, Zarua art from uh, 649 Monsters, where it was done like a, like a field illustration. Like if, like, if, like if you were thinking of like an 1800s explorer had come across one and it was putting it into a catalog book yeah, or something like that. It, it does look like that, uh, just not as detailed as the Zarua that you bought. Okay, okay. 
but it has uh, traces of that. And if anybody wants to see that Zura, they have to come to my house. Uh, what else do we got news? We got some other stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, the May English set for the new Pokemon TCG comes out, which is on May 7th. Uh, in Japan, it was called Wild Blaze, and uh, here it is going to be called Flash Fire. And if you want to know what cards are in that set, you can go to Poke Beach, and they have they have a list of the Japanese cards. But we X- just got the first set for X and Y. Well, Gee. Yeah, we're getting the next set on May 7th. Uh, moving right along, if you like to battle your Bidoofs, your Bidoofs named Peanut Butter, uh, Pokemon X and Pokemon Y online competition will start n- this month. On the 20th. On the 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is open to all Pokemon trainers worldwide. It will u- utilize the global link and allow trainers to battle... Uh, using only Pokemon from the Kalos region, and they must be using Pokemon X and Y, so if you still have Black and White 2, that is no bueno. And, uh, what else? Yeah, here? I think they, they have to be from the Kalos region and also, like, caught in the Kalos region, I think. Yeah, you can't, like, transferred in. you can't bring in, like, a, a Mudkip. Well, Mudkip's not in the Kalos region, but you can't bring in your, like, superstar uh, Garchomp from a previous version. Oh, they're that strict? Yeah, I think so. Got it. There's some, when you look at the summary for uh, the Pokemon, there's a, one of the, it can have like a little badge that indicates that it came actually came from Kalos. And that's, it needs to, to have that to be eligible for the competition. Got it. Although I think we're pronouncing that wrong because I started watching the X and Y anime and they pronounce it like, Collis or something like that. I've heard that. But that's hard for me to say. Yeah, it's like when people say Rayquaza, because the movie says that, Rayquaza. (laughs) But I I don't dig that. I definitely like Rayquaza. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Pokemon, the the real disagreement is in the names. And that's why people listen to the show. Yeah, basically. Basically. So they get the treat from you. Uh, and you have to register. Oh, no, never mind. I thought there was a registration deadline, but. Well, there were two ways to get in because this is a beta competition. One, you had to actually compete in the last uh, Black and White 2 international competition, which I think was October of last year, September or October. Um, and that was the one where you were allowed to have a legendary on your team when everybody used Kyogre and I just died. Um, and then they had a few extra spots open. So if you go to Pokemon-GL.com, the, the global link site, uh, when you get to the landing page, either at the top, after you sign in, uh, at the top of the page, it'll either say, hey, you're eligible for the X and Y beta competition because you participated, or it will give you information about how you can try to get in because they have a few slots uh, still available for people to play. Got it. Didn't even know. Didn't even. Well, know. there you go. An actual Pokemon news. Actual Pokemon news. That's what we do here. Our uh, our final bit of news is is exciting. So exciting that we are actually going to take a break before we talk about it.
And we are back from our break. Oh, Will, you're crinkling the mic here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're ruining my, my intros. We're back, and our big news, the reason you guys are probably listening to this episode, what you've been dying for, is that the day after we finished recording last week, Pokemon Bank came out. And we got something people were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for finally arrived people finally got their pokemon bank and in less than 24 hours mr sbj posted a complaint less than 24 <laughs> hours i mean i think it was less than it was less than four hours yeah. <laughs> i was on top i was at work when it came out and uh, i downloaded it at my lunch and it's super disappointing uh, i'm just gonna throw it out here there so before we before we get into things, so it is now available in all regions, uh, or at least all the big regions, and it will let you uh, you will meet Bridget, uh, who will introduce you to Pokemon Bank, and she is the brilliant mind behind the development of Pokemon Bank. So for any complaints that you had, please direct them to Bridget. You know, she may be the brilliant mind behind it, but her choice in footwear is atrocious. Her Crocs. And they totally look like Crocs, yes. Her Crocs, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Pokemon Bank uh, is just online boxes that will link up to your 3DS, and they will uh, they will sync with copies of Pokemon X and Y. If the worst thing were to happen and you were to lose your copy of X and Y, your Pokemon would still be safe and ready to be withdrawn to a new game if deposited in bank. Now, that doesn't save Pokemon that are actually on said cartridge. Only Pokemon inside the bank. Correct. Pokemon Bank will let you store up to 3,000 Pokemon. There are 100 boxes. Each box can hold 30 Pokemon. Uh, 30 times 100 is 3,000. And Pokemon Bank uh, will work with... Pokemon Bank was kind of like Pokemon... My Pokemon Ranch which would let you hold uh, 1,500, and that was for the Nintendo Wii. It will let you store Pokemon from multiple games. Pokemon Bank can deposit and withdraw Pokemon from different copies of X and Y. All you have to do is download Pokemon Bank on your 3DS, insert your X and Y, open the Pokemon Bank application, and then uh, use it. Yeah, you, you pick which cartridge you want to use it with at the time. It looks like Pokemon Bank syncs through your Nintendo ID. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought you can only put your Nintendo ID on one system. Which well, yeah, but you would only use Pokemon Bank on well on one 3DS. Yes. Yeah. One 3DS. Yeah. So you could put Pokemon Bank on like two 3DSs with two different Nintendo IDs. Yeah, there would be two different Pokemon Bank subscriptions. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if you, go to, if you go to support.nintendo.com, it says that you can only sign into your Nintendo ID on one 3DS and one Nintendo Wii U. If you try to sign into another one, I think it kicks you out of the first one. Of Nintendo. Forever. Forever. You're just never allowed to Nintendo ever again. The gates of Reggie close. The closest you'll come to seeing a green pipe is Flappy Bird. <laughs> Uh, service charge. Pokemon Bank is an application and a service that allows you to store 
Pokemon on an online server uh, to ensure that the server stays running worry-free to all users. Pokemon Bank is a paid service. There's an annual charge of $4.99, which will allow the service to be maintained for long-term to provide Pokemon support for the future. Long-term, that's not forever. There might be a time where the Pokemon universe falls apart. And you will have to withdraw as fast as you can all 3,000 Pokemon. <laughs> you can watch them like being deleted as you're <laughs> trying to grab them out of the boxes. No, no. There goes my peanut butter beliefs. No. Uh, there is a no-charge trial period, which we are in right now. Uh, this is available to all players who download the application before uh, Friday, March 14th. A person who downloads Bank will get a complimentary 30-day free trial. Uh, so your last day to get your free trial is on March 14th. And if you miss it, then you just got to pay right away. Uh, you do get... You do get... Uh, what is that? Celebi? Sorry. Celebi. Yeah, I had a brain. Brain splatter right there. You do get Celebi, which is my first complaint, and not this, not getting Celebi, <laughs> but how you get Celebi. You do get Celebi, which is my first complaint because it's not Shaman. <laughs> it's not Jirachi. You also get an option when you deposit Pokemon to uh, withdraw either Battle Points or Pokemiles. I don't know why anyone would pick Pokemiles. Uh, I actually left mine at Pokemiles because I actually think that you might be able to switch it back and forth, possibly. But hopefully, uh, is the better word. I think um, also there you might be able to exchange Pokemiles for battle points. I just for for me, it's it's easy enough to generate battle points in the game that even though I complained about that like a month ago, um, that I'd rather have Pokemiles for the exclusive type things that they are going to be making available only as Pokemile purchases through the Global Link. All right, fair enough. That's the place in my bet. Fair enough. Uh, There are special Kalos events when you bring in Pokemon from uh, Black or White, or Black black and White and Black and White 2. For example... Somebody in the Kalos region is looking to see a Kyria, uh, Kyrium, and so if you show her that, something happens, apparently. At least that's what Pokemon.com says. And several people have told me when I had a uh, mental breakdown about it last night, or a nervous breakdown. Oh, did they? Uh, I think another person's looking for a Genesect, another person's looking for a Tornadus, uh, and then... The last person is looking for a shaman. Or the, these are the four examples on the website. Not yeah. That, not that I play Pokemon to know. And, and if you want a clue, um, if you think that Pokemon Bank doesn't allow you to carry over items, and those Pokemon may possibly require certain items to do form changes or such, then that might be a way for those items to appear. Ooh, speculation. No, that's just actually the truth. (laughs) Spoiler. All right, so let's get into the gist of things. Uh, So when you download uh, Pokemon Bank, it gives you your free trial. 
It then prompts you to download Transporter, which is not separate in the eShop. It is inside the app, but it does create another application on your 3DS, uh, 3DS home screen menu. But it does take you to the eShop to download it, which yeah. is weird, but yeah. It's like a hidden purchase. It was kind of weird. Um, so when you sign in, Bridget, I think it gives you your Celebi right away. But then no, you- no, you have to you have to actually move some Pokemon through the bank. Oh yes, yes, you're right. You have to at least move like one Pokemon. And I was super super yeah. confused about like how you select all, but you have to hit the start button. Did you notice that? No, I haven't figured that out yet. Okay, yeah, it took me forever. Maybe I'm just I'm just dumb. But you can select one Pokemon at a time, but if you hit the start button, it changes your cursor so you could highlight a whole box. And then there's like one other option I can't remember. Uh, but when I first had it, I was like, are you serious? Like, I have no way to move box to box. I have to move one Pokemon up and then one Pokemon up 30 times for a whole box. I was like, I'm not. This is unacceptable. But then but I, figured- I think that only works for the lower screen. I don't think you can select multiple Pokemon on the upper screen. Uh, yeah, you still can because when you hit the start button to change your cursor, you'll like press A to select one. And then when you scroll down, it starts like like making a box. You have to hold down A or uh, no? You just press it once, uh, and then you like use the directional pad to like hi- start highlighting. So if you go all the way down with instructions, Bridget was uh, underperforming. It was her first day. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's funny. She can't give me instructions on how to select multiple Pokemon, but every single time I turn on the Pokemon transporter, it's like this whole long screed about, oh, you can't get anything back after you move it up here. And then if you have any items, they're going to be put in your bag unless your bag is full, and then they're going to be lost forever. Okay, dude, the first five times you made me press A through that speech was fine. I don't need to hear it again. Thanks. She's, she's just a little shaken up that she was... Uh, that it took her an extra like two months to get oh. get her bank up and running. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I'm so angry at you, Bridget. Command of the stress. So much rage. Uh, all right. So you move your first couple Pokemon. You then have to log out of bank. Go into. You have to go into Pokemon. Uh, your X version, your Y version. And then you have to hit. What is it like? Mystery gift. Something like that. What. The, no, Pokemon, oh, Pokemon Link. Link. Yeah, it's Link? like it's it's one or two below Mystery Gift. Uh, it's, once, yeah, it's all the way on the bottom, yeah. Once you Link, then your Celebi shows up, and then it goes into your Banks box, right? Uh, no, it goes onto your, your game. Okay, I wasn't sure if it went to Bank right away. Then you go back to Bank, and you could start transferring Pokemon um, from your X or your Y version. Now, if you want to get Pokemon from your black and white version, black and white 2 version, you pop your cartridge in, uh, you go to Pokemon Transporter, and it shows you only your first box in black and white or black and white 2. Uh, so you can only select your first box. Even if, So if your first box is empty and you've, so, you've stored all your Pokemon in boxes 2, 3, 4, uh, then you have to go back into your, your, your actual game of black and white and move those Pokemon to box 1, Go back to Transporter, transport them to Pokemon Bank, and then use Pokemon Bank to put them into, like, confirm the bank purchase, the bank of moving. Then, once they're in bank, you can then load your X and Y 
or you can load your X and Y already because it's already there to move them down into X and Y. You, you make it sound like such a simple process when it's actually like it's less painful to take a pliers and rip your fingernails out of your <laughs> fingers than it is because, okay. So, so this is where I'm probably different than most people, but number one, I will not raid Unova and just grab every single Pokemon I've ever had in black and white and black and white two and toss them up into the bank. I'm actually being very selective and leaving some Pokemon behind in Unova in case I want to have further adventures there. So I had to take everything that was in box one out of box one and then pick and choose through all the other boxes and carefully put them in to box no, one. There's no fast way to do it. No, you have to do search and and search on the name of the Pokemon and find whatever box you randomly tossed him into before and then carry him over to box one. So if he's in box 20 or box 12 or 13, you've got to scroll back through 11 boxes. So after you've done that and you've very carefully, you know, filled up your box one, then you've got to hopefully remember to save your game then exit then launch pokemon transporter listen to bridget's speech about blah 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 you're gonna lose your everything and look at my i've got ugly shoes and a stupid haircut and then you uh yeah you can only move the entirety of box one into pokemon transporter so fine, you you press A, you agree, yes, I want to move box one up into the transporter, hooray. It you know connects to the internet. God forbid your internet connection drop during these you know delicate communications. Then you exit Pokemon Transporter, launch Pokemon Bank, you look at the first screen for about 10 minutes saying, Where's my Pokemon that I just transported from black and white or black and white two? You start scrolling to the right and you're like box one, box two, box three, box four, box all the way up to box 100. And then you realize the next one is a special box called Pokemon Transporter which Bridget never mentioned to you that you could actually, when you're looking at that first screen and see box one, just hit left and Pokemon (laughs) Transporter is there. And then if you don't realize how to grab multiple Pokemon from the Pokemon transporter box, you have to sit and not using your uh, stylus. It's on the top uh, screen. You, you have to navigate through and pick each one and then drop it down into a box in your X or Y game. And then, you know, hit the save button. And then, you know, not, not only is that everything, the pain and everything of actually doing that, but then when you actually look at your national Pokedex in X and Y, if the Pokemon was not bred in X or Y, its little symbol is a Pokeball, not the little red, white, and blue Kalos symbol. So it's like we, we can we will you know perpetually ostracize these crappy Pokemon that weren't actually born in our noble country. <laughs> the aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And it's it's not really that... I don't want to say it's Pokemon's bank's fault for being so bad. It's uh, Black and White's fault for being so bad with their boxes. Because there's no way to say, Okay, I want to move all of Box 2 to Box 1 because Box 1 is the only thing Pokemon Bank looks at. So you have to 
Well, no, you can do that in black and white too. You can't oh, do can that you? in original black and white. Yeah, okay. you can select multiple Pokemon in black and white too. Because all my Pokemon are in black and white because I never moved them to black and white too. So that's the downfall for me. I don't know what's where. It's going to take me a thousand years but to choose and find. I don't understand why you can't just say like, look at these other boxes. They're l- literally just numbered. Box one, box two. Like it's just a number. I don't. It's okay. So when you when you when you moved from one house to another, did you just grab everything in the old house and like throw it in boxes and then dump it in your new house? Yes. And then I put it in the mail and I said, in three to five days, these will all be here. (laughs) Put it in a box. Call UPS. Have them pick it up. (laughs) Exactly. That would probably be the best way to move. Realistically, no heavy lifting. Somebody comes to your door. delivers it yeah but i'm not gonna junk up my pokemon bank or anything with like a thousand patch rats that i caught so that i could transfer things between black and white and black and white too yeah but it works i mean that's that's a thing right it works it's functional you can get all your hacked pokemon yeah it 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 takes all the hacked pokemon you want no, actually, somebody tested, like, they actually, like, hacked some Pokemon, and it rejected them. Really? I would yeah. like to say something specific? Uh, that I don't know. I just know that they couldn't get it across. Huh. Because there are reports that hacked Pokemon do go through. But I'm assuming they're, they're pretty well hacked. I suppose it's the quality of the hacking, yes. Quality of the bread. And no, no bread, because bread is like the primary source of gluten in your diet. It all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. And if anybody wants to know how to hack Pokemon for black and white and black and white too, um, in, in a really good way, like that probably is undetectable, just hit me up. I'll let you know. I'm pro. I, uh, surprisingly, and I'm going to say this, is I don't think Pokemon Bank, despite... Everything we saw on Twitter, I don't think Pokemon Bank is ever going to be that popular. And I'll tell you why. First off, I would say 90% of the people complaining on Twitter that they want Pokemon Bank was competitive people or just people who wanted to complete their Pokedex who wanted their old Pokemon to the new game with zero intention of wanting to keep these Pokemon safe on a cloud. Oh, yeah, nobody, 90% of the people, you're right, do not want to pass their Pokemon down to their children and grandchildren. Right, and that's what I want to do with mine. Like, that's, like, that was my, like, before X and Y were even announced or when they were announced, and everyone was like, what do you want? And I, I, and you you guys can go back, you listeners can go back and find the episode, but I said, I specifically wanted a cloud-based storage solution so if I ever lost my games or they ever stopped working because they're they're pieces of plastic and technology and they will eventually break like everything in the world, I want a cloud-based solution so I do not lose the hundreds not the hundreds of hours I put in which are thousands of hours for you guys. The hundreds of hours I put in to raise a Pokémon so it doesn't get lost. So when I'm a parent, I can be like, "See this gold duck? See this master ball? That's all I had when I was playing red and blue." <laughs> And now it's yours. Not even Eevee Train, because I'm too lazy to do that, son. Do it yourself. Yeah, basically. Get somebody in the Philippines to do it for you. 
Uh, yeah, but um, but l- last week I said I got into an argument with somebody uh, who who was like, they need to put it out. Uh, look how much money they're losing, and it's like Pokemon Bank. Yes, it's five dollars a year. It is not designed to make money. Oh no. The, if it was designed to make money, they would have made it better. <laughs> they would have made it better. And for $5 a year, like per person, which is probably, let's just say 10%, because like I said, I don't know anyone who's actually, I don't know anyone besides a handful of people and besides a handful of listeners that do want the actual cloud-based storage, uh, is not even going to cover their server costs to keep servers up and to get their backups to have backups. It's not even going to come close to that. And not that not that this is a lot of data because it's just a creature amount. It's probably a couple, maybe two megabytes per monster, but like it's not going to take up a lot of room, but to have somebody monitor that and to do maintenance on it and to have a backup to your backup and probably a third backup, I would assume, because if they lost your Pokemon, uh, I don't know what they would do to make that make up for that. Like it's it's not going to make the money. Hmm, I don't. I didn't read in the EULA what happens if they lose all your Pokemons. <laughs> Did Bridget not mention that to you? No, no. <laughs> she was too obsessed with you know my items and that she fact told that you my how you lose your bag items, may or may not be full. But your Pokemon, your Pokemon. I would be curious, uh, listeners. I'm, I'm asking you to do a lot. First, I'm asking you to name your Badoof peanut butter. But uh, uh, if you are using Pokemon Bank primarily as a cloud-based function to keep certain Pokemon you treasure safe, uh, let us know through Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Um, and use the trade hack to make multiple copies of that Pokemon so that you uh, <laughs> will, can be sure that you can store them in separate locations and, and keep them safe forever. Yeah. And um, I, have a, I have a request that's even more than your request that they name a Bidoof Pokemon. I want somebody to take some peanut butter and carve a Bidoof out of it <laughs> and take a picture and put it on Twitter for was, uh, Steve to retweet. There was a, it, I think it came out today or yesterday, but uh, Sony said that I, what, what, what are they at there? Let's they're they're discontinuing making computers. <laughs> they, they, they've stopped making Vios. Um, no, they, they sold 4 million, 5 million PlayStation 4s. I don't know. Whatever number. We'll, we'll say 4 million. And they uh, announced, I think today, that 50% of those people are PlayStation Plus subscribers, which is 50 bucks a year. So, how many copies of Pokemon have been sold? 11 million? Lots and lots, 14 yeah. million? So, if 2 million people, at least on the PlayStation 4, are paying 50 bucks a year for a service that does uh, 101 more things than Pokemon Bank ever will ever dream of doing... I, I, I'm confident in saying about 10% of those 14 million will pay for Pokemon Bank. I think the rest are just the free trial to transfer once and then be done with it. Well, you know, but you're also um, representing a an American bias. We don't know what people in Japan might be doing with their Pokemon. They they may just like be filling up with thousands and thousands and thousands of Pokemon. So I mean that's true. That's true. Even even if you got all seven hundred and some Pokemon with all alternate forms, your Pokemon X and Y has enough boxes in game to hold everything. 
Until you drop your 3DS. That's right. So, I don't know. Are, are you are you going to pay for Pokemon Bank? Are you going to pay the yeah. bucks? No, I will. I will. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm pretty much pretty much going to keep everything. I'm pretty much going to keep all my legendaries in said bank because I'm not going to use them for battle. And I will probably keep all the Pokemon that uh, the fans made me for battling or for anything other in the bank. And I'll keep all the shinies I don't have in the bank mm. because I have no shinies. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Like the distributions I got from going to Pokemon competitions, the free distributions and stuff. Yeah. I want to keep those. If I knew Something I was like, safe. if I knew I had like a perfect Ivy Bidoof, I would keep him in the bank until I'm ready to train him. Pretty much anything I'm ready to train, I would keep in the bank. I probably won't keep that much in the bank, but I'm willing to pay the five bucks. Oh, yeah. With the hopes that maybe they will do something to improve it. That's right. Maybe when, uh, when uh, Pokemon Z comes out. Maybe they'll kick Bridget out and bring in like Brock or something. Or Silent. <laughs> Giovanni, possibly. He, know, he knows how to run a business. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't drop the ball when he came to Team Rocket. Didn't drop the ball. So that's Pokemon Bank, uh, and uh, what we're going to do is we are going to take our last break. We're going to come back. We have some user reviews to go over. We have like five more. Not as many as last week, but uh, it's still awesome that you guys are reviewing us in iTunes. So we'll run down those, and then we will tackle our Pokemon of the week. And we are back from our break to bring you Pokemon of the Week. But before we do Pokemon of the Week, we're going to run down our user reviews. If you guys want a shout-out on the show, you can uh, leave us a review in iTunes, and we will read it out loud and uh, probably slaughter your name and uh, make fun of you. And then uh, thank you for leaving us a nice review because uh, iTunes reviews are awesome. Yeah. And if you live in a different country uh, other than the United States and you leave us a review, uh, you do have to tell me on Twitter because then I have to switch from the American iTunes store to like the Australian iTunes store so I can see your review. Uh, otherwise, I can't see it. So if you want your review read and you're in a different country, you have to let me know so I can get it ready to read it on the next show. But we are at 353 uh, reviews in iTunes. And the last review we have here is, uh, Have I Done This Before by Drummer in the Woods. No, there was one before that, wasn't there? No, we did that one. No, Great Pod? Yeah, we did that one because we made uh, a David joke last time. Yeah, I know, that was actually for a different one. I'm, I'm telling you, because Great Pod has came out on February 5th, and that was after we recorded. Uh, Alright, fair enough. I will read Great Pod then by Dancer Molsino. See, now, and I would have corrected you to say it's Dance Man Leo. Oh, yeah, I I see it now. I see it now. It's like a puzzle every time you look at somebody's names. I see it one way, the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think we've read this one. I love how giggly these guys get. 
I especially love the health section on the podcast. I love how two or five of them sound like they're getting high and playing Pokemon like me. And then we, we well, maybe we did because then we would have to explain how, you know, in 40 years I've never gotten high in my life. And neither uh, have I 25 and years. And you're pretty straight edge yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving that on. Moving must on. Mean, that must mean Travis gets high. doubt about it he's at those uh debate contests he's like (laughs) smoke a bowl i think travis is as straight as both of us well (sighs) straight edge yes yes. let's let's use proper terms because nothing straight about will anderson (laughs) uh let's see have I done this before? My drummer in the woods. Um, I've been real. I've been gone for a while. I just listened to the podcast before this week, and the Pokemon of the week was Weavile. My bad. Another five star rating for you guys. I think he uh, messaged on Twitter and asked if he could have Weavile as Pokemon of the week, and then we did it like two weeks ago. Uh, a true rare candy by Michael Scarn. This is a jolly good listen for anyone who's looking to catch them all. SBJ and crew know what they're talking about. Not true, not true. No, no, and no. give give useful tips and tricks that you may not find anywhere else. The news is also informative and interesting. Here's to you, gents. Keep fighting the good fight. There we go. Uh, next review is Caught Me a Shiny by ZinZ212. I was listening to the most recent episode that mentioned chain fishing. While listening to it, I decided to look at my box for all the Pokemon required to go chain fishing. About 15 minutes later, I had myself a shiny. Relicanth. Shiny Relicanth, yep. Listening to you guys, listening to them helps you catch shinies. Thanks, guys. That's like the the saddest achievement. <laughs> shiny Relicanth. Isn't it just like a darker gray? Ah, uh, maybe it's oh, I don't know, but Relicanth is just ugly. Yeah. Uh, next review is, well, congrats on your shiny, though. You have one more shiny than I do, which is zero. Uh, Will is by Crazy, Crazy Smurf Fan 5. Will is my favorite. He alone d- deserves five stars. The others are great, too. This <laughs> is the most bizarre thing I've ever read. You got a crazy Smurf fan, man. No. Oh, I've got many crazy Smurf fans. Number that's five, that's maybe. no doubt. But uh, I mean, seriously, if any of these people ever met me in real life, they would find out what an ass I am. Well, no, they'd give you six stars if they met you in real life. I met you in real life, Will. I know, but um, I'm the exception to the rule. And maybe you just like punishment. <laughs> Uh, the last review is Healthy Living by Jake Prager. Prager. Uh, this podcast is truly amazing. This group of health specialists inspire me to turn my life around. I have now lost 45 pounds and added countless vegetables to my diet. Thank you. <laughs> toad. <laughs> Don't eat with your toes. That's why you've lost so much weight in such a short period of time. You have to eat with your mouth. <laughs> Oh, stepping on vegetables does not imbue their vegetable goodness into your body. No, you have to ingest them. Pokemon Podcast does not guarantee weight loss during lessons. Oh, no, no. So, overall, we're at 322 five stars and eight one stars with a couple in between. Those eight people, man, they just hate us. 
Yeah, none of the recent reviews have been less than five stars. So uh, there was one that was four. Ooh, that's right. But that's pretty good. The guy who didn't like learning about how to eat healthy I just smashed my headset into the mic. Uh, one of our fans said we made it to like uh, like top fourteen in Stitcher. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I don't know where we're sitting right now in top video game podcasts. Ice T is number one. Hey, we're number thirty three in iTunes right now. That's pretty good. Or above retro. Think about all the thousands and thousands of crummy podcasts that are out there. Being yeah. 33 is pretty nice. Like the Bombcast, no one listens to that show, or the Shaft, the Comedy Bun. No, I'm just kidding. Those are all really good podcasts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to the Shaft, though, because I don't play Minecraft, but um, I trust it's amazing. And well, you, know, you know why we're at number 33, Steve? Why is that? Because Pokemon because- Bank came out? Because of, that's part of it, probably. <laughs> because of listeners, like the wonderful listeners that have left ratings and reviews. That's right. That's right. And if you call now, no, if uh, <laughs> if you leave us a review, we'll, uh, we'll read it next time on air. It's like a new segment we're doing, and uh, people seem to like it because they're leaving more reviews. So uh, we'll keep doing that until people stop uh, leaving reviews. But uh, this moves on to our Pokemon of the Week, which I had up, and now I don't have up. I have it up. Uh, Do you want to tell everyone what their Pokemon of the Week is? No, I'll wait for you. (laughs) No, it's... uh, uh, Spinda! The Spot Pokemon. I'm sorry, Spot Panda Pokemon. It is a panda. I liked it until they had the word panda in there, and now I hate it. You don't like pandas? I hate pandas. Spinda's like one of three pandas. Yeah, pandas are these deadly, horrible, man-killing creatures oh, from so hell. Cool. That's why they're so cool. And everybody's like, oh, you're so soft and pretty and cute. I want to give you a hug. That thing will rip your head off if you tried to give it a hug. Maybe not Spinda because it's tiny. And if you've ever seen its animation in X and Y, it's had one too many. Uh, but uh, You just wait till Spinda mega evolves. That's all I'm saying. Mega Spinda. Mega Spinda. You heard it here first. Pokemon Podcast confirms. It starts playing that song, Shot, Shot, Shot. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you know that no two Spindas have the same spot pattern? Well, in an infinite universe, <laughs> two Spindas will have the same spot pattern. AKA in a Pokemon game, they will the, have. The statistical likelihood of two Spinda having the same spot pattern is highly unlikely. Uh, in the trivia, it does talk about its spot pattern. Let's talk about that real quick. A spin of spot pattern is determined by its personality value, meaning there can be exactly 4,294,967,296. That's billion. Billion? Billion. Oh, my fault. I got really excited with the trillion. I just wanted to say trillion. I don't get to say that number often. Which it's is two, 2 to the 32. Or 4 to the 16th. Or 256 to the 4th power. Variations of Spinda. Any of these spot patterns could also be shiny, which raises the total uh, to a massive 8 billion possibilities. 8.5 well, billion. Well, <laughs> 8,589,934,592 possibilities. That's right. However, only... 524,000 of these shiny patterns are only available on each individual game. Shinies are partially determined by the original trainer ID and SID 
meaning that every game has a set of different patterns that can be shiny. This shininess is retained when traded, however, like any other Pokemon would be traded. Is the spot pattern on Spinda retained when, when Spinda's traded? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Definitely is. I have three Spindas in my X and Y. They're, they're definitely going to the Pokemon bank. Just... I mean, if I, if I can store a thousand Pokemon, I want at least a thousand different spots per my Spindas. Yes, I want somebody to do a full Pokemon bank full of only Spindas, and I want a detailed analysis of each one to determine that no spot pattern is ever repeated. And they all have to have good nicknames. Yes. Peanut butter can be one peanut of them. Butter. <laughs> Maybe the first one. You have 990 jelly, nicknames. And then grape jelly. And then strawberry They're jelly. All just named after and condiments. I wouldn't call it jelly a condiment. Yeah, well, you could put jelly on toast, and you could put butter on toast. Yeah, but condiment is more of something that you would apply to a savory, not to a sweet. With ketchup? I call it a spread. Ketchup is a condiment, but you don't put like ketchup on toast and be I, like. I mean, I would, some but people put ketchup on eggs. That's yeah, because eggs are a savory. Yeah, all right. Egg pie. Ugh. Egg pie. There's another name for your spinda. Egg pie. Uh, no, name your spinda quiche. Don't name it something Egg ignorant. <laughs> uh, spinda's body structure is based off a giant panda, panda uh, with rabbit ears, and its its color choices are close to a subspecies of giant panda called the Quinling panda. A chinling. Chingling. Probably because it's a Q. Uh, the different spot patterns may be a reference to red pandas, which have their own unique facial markings. And actually, for all my hatred of the normal black and white pandas, I love red pandas. So cute. Red pandas. Uh, shiny Spinda has green spots, unlike the normal Spinda, who has orange spots. Kind of like, yeah. Kind of orange-reddish. Red, ready orange uh, Spinda's a, uh, Spinda is a boss on the battlefield because it has two, it has amazing abilities like own tempo, which prevents confusion and tangled feet, which only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Pokemon know this ability of tangled feet. Uh, but tangled feet causes your invasion to increase by 20% when the Pokemon is confused. I don't even know what that... Oh, evasion. Evasion. You said your invasion. Oh. I'm like, oh. what is your invasion? I said evasion. Evoision. You say evasion. That was a Simpsons quote. Never mind. Uh, the last ability it knows is contrary. Oh, that's crap. Yeah, it's real bad, too. Uh, this ability causes all effects that would lower a stat to, incre to increase it instead. All effects that would increase a stat would decrease it instead. Honestly, I think if anybody would recommend a Pokemon with Contrary, they might as well recommend that they use Life Orb too. I mean, just cause your Pokemon to kill itself. <laughs> uh, well, your Spinda could use could, can learn Roleplay, which copies another Pokemon's ability. That's an option for you. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's I, don't, type. I don't know if Spinda can survive long enough to copy an ability, but it can. Well, the nice thing about Spinda is its base stats are all 60. 
So I don't have to say different numbers for each stat. They're all 60. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Spinda has a signature move that was stolen once Gen 5 came. That signature move is Teeter Dance, which confuses all Pokemon adjacent to the user. Except it doesn't confuse your allies. It would only confuse your... Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. I'm looking at the, the chart... Not you. Oh no, it does confuse your ally. I lied. I lied. See? I lied. All the moves that it learns by level up are here's, like here's normal. What you, here's what you got to do. You go into battle with two Spindas that know um what what's that first ability I talked about? That know own tempo, so they can't get confused. And then you teeter dance to confuse your two opponents. And then you don't have to worry about the other spindle because you can't confuse it. Yeah. There you go. Double spindle battle. <laughs> Double spindle battle. Double spindle battle. That's it. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. I can't. Uh, if your spindle's dad is a male meow stick, oh yes, that, then it can learn role play. If your spindle's dad is a Woobat, but not a Swoobat, only a Woobat, it can learn Psycho Shift. What the heck is this? I don't even know what this move does. Uh, it transfers any um, status ailment from the user to the target. There you go. No one would see that coming on a Spinda. And well, it's like you burn me, I burn you. No, no what you got, bro. <laughs> In Gen 6, Psycho Shift's accuracy changed from 90 to 100%. Sweet. There you go. And you can catch a Spinda on uh, Route 21 in Kalos. Yep, right before Victory Road. Yeah, and then you have to have, hope it doesn't fall over because its head is like way too heavy. <laughs> I like in the Bulbapedia illustration, like it, you can tell it's holding its hands up and out. Like, whoa, man. Whoa. Ooh, ooh. And also, its eyes, um, and my brother mentioned this to me, its eyes look like it was knocked out in an anime Pokemon battle. So you just, like, you throw a spin out there, and then the judge is like, this Pokemon can no longer battle. Because <laughs> <laughs> its eyes were all twirly. Oh, Spinda. Spinda, Spinda, Spinda. Um, before we wrap up today's episode, uh, this would probably be the last podcast we do before the Shorty Awards end, which is in exactly one week, uh, because I'm we're recording this on Monday, which means you guys will probably be listening to it on Tuesday. Uh, so if you haven't done so, I am in third place right now with like 230 votes, and second place has like 400 and fourth place, because remember, we have to stay in the top four in order to be nominated, uh, has like 220 votes. So they're, they're catching up. So if you haven't done so, uh, this is the last week, and so do it now while you're listening. Uh, go to shortyawards.com slash dragging a lake and use your Twitter account to uh, tweet, I nominate at dragging a lake for shorty award in hashtag podcaster because I like peanut butter and spindas. I don't know. You can whatever reason you want. And uh, all you gotta do is tweet, and that automatically votes, and then we can ensure staying in the top four, uh, so Pokemon Podcast can bring home another podcast award, and that'll be awesome. 
Yeah. And also, if your friends leave their Twitter open on their computer or their phone, like, like, you know, you're in the cafeteria and they go up to get another slice of pizza because that's what they really need, and then they leave their phone unlocked and Twitter is just sitting there open, you, it's perfectly okay to pick up their phone and submit a tweet on their behalf. That's right. Because obviously that's what they'd be doing if they weren't so busy going and getting another slice of pizza. That's right. At my old job, uh, I would just ask people for their... F- well, I would first ask them if they had a Twitter, and if they said yes, I said, "Can I tw- can I tweet from can I vote for myself?" And they're usually like, "Yeah," and then I just type "I nominate blah blah blah," and they're cool with it. That's an easy way. Well, but don't type "I nominate blah blah blah." Type yeah, that, "I that nominate at Dragon Lake." <laughs> yeah, that would count. That would count. Once you do it like three times, you have it memorized. You're good. Um, Will, where can they find you? Uh, well, stick with Twitter for now. So it's at Wash in the Sink, W-A-S-H-I-N-T-H-E-S-I-N-K. And it is still uh, uh, no children under 17, please. NC-17. Um, yeah, because I keep it real. <laughs> uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, uh, which is at Dragging Alike, obviously, because that's uh, what you would need to tweet for a shorty award. Uh, but you can also follow the podcast on Twitter. Uh, it's at Pokemon Podcast. Tweet us your Bidoof's named Peanut Butter. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PKMNCast. Uh, you can subscribe uh, to us on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, Scatter Radio. You can listen to our show right on PokemonPodcast.com. And if you want a shout out, leave us a review in iTunes. If you are international, please let me know via Twitter that you left us a review so I can find it and read it on the air. Uh, But other than that, uh, enjoy your Pokemon Banks. Enjoy your Spindas. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super Effective Bidoof Peanut Butter Bidoofs. Peanut Butter Bidoofs. Good night.